faith is the anchor of a victorious life. And we understand that faith only comes by the word and that word is in your bosom. As the word says, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Stay tuned as we lead pastors of Victory Life Bible Church International, Apostle Lawrence and Reverend Paula Achudume. Feed your soul and spirit with the word of God. Father, we give you thanks. Have your way this morning. Bless your people. Open our eyes to see and our ears to hear. And one thing we promise you, we will give you the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Please take your seat with joy. We began this month with dealing with pillars of greatness. The first day, Reverend Fuller spoke about, let me summarize, the, your reality or the realities of your life, your present situation, and then determination to change and to go to the next level. And last Sunday, I tried to speak on attitude as the summation of all that determines your success or failure in life. Talking about attitude can be inexhaustive. So it's not expected, I never expected to have finished whatever I want to speak on attitude last Sunday. And this Sunday I want to try and push it further on attitude, if you like, attitude past two. Let me say that whatever be your attitude is a product of your knowledge, information acquired, your living environment, its experiences in life, your cognitive experiences, which formed your thinking pattern, which determines your behavior. In fact, your behavior is the manifestation of your attitude. Your attitude is your feeling, your state of mind your thinking pattern, your level of understanding, the, the effect of your experiences from your attitude, the, the information you gather from your attitude, your, your reaction or responses to them from your attitude, then your own act is what is called your behavior. Like I said, sometimes your attitude leaks out of you and shows up. That's why it's good for one to be humbled. And when they tell you this thing you are doing is not correct, learn to listen and not argue. Because sometimes your attitude betrays you. It shows in your face. It shows in your character. It is that you that you can't differentiate from the real you. Is somebody hearing me here? And your attitude can either lift you or bring you down. It can promote you or reduce you. It can attract people to you or repel men from you. It can bring you lovers. It can bring you haters. All has to do with your attitude. Praise the Lord, somebody in the house. Now let's look at the scripture. And I will just run through a few of them in that manner. So that according to my pillars of greatness, even if you are, let me look up, church. Even if you are bestowed with greatness, your attitude can reduce you. You can be called a king, but your attitude will make you a slave. You can be bestowed with royalty, your attitude will make you live like somebody on rag. 
even if you put um, a white cloth on a pig and a lace, a lace white cloth on a pig, it will mess it up. So attitude is all. A man is not defined by the greatness of his acts. A man is not defined by, if you like, his enormous words. Your greatness in life or the greatness of your spirit is defined by the greatness of your heart. To think right, live right, behave right. That's why people can have all manners of wear, but they have no honor. People don't regard them. They have no respect before people. They look at you and your wealth and they abuse you. Praise the Lord. And one thing, mistake, one thing you must, let's, let's, let's look, begin from the book of Deuteronomy 30. Verse 15, verse 15 to 20. You told me 30, verse 15 to 20. Deuteronomy 30, 15 to 20. See, I have said before thee this day, life and good, and death and evil. In that I command thee this day to choose, to, to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments that thou mayest live and multiply and the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whither thou goest to possess it. Yes. But if your heart, someone say your heart. Someone say your heart. But if thy heart turn away so that thou will not hear but shall be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, mm -hmm. I denounce unto you this day that you shall surely perish and that you shall not prolong your days upon the land whether thou possess over Jordan to go to possess it. Uh -huh. I know where I'm going to. Shall we please stand and read this scripture together? Please. One, go. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have said before you life and death blessing and cursing therefore choose life that both thou and thy seed may live now have your seed now life is a product of your choice whether you become great stupendously great extravagantly great or you become poor and extravagantly poor for that matter it depends on your choice in life and every day man is making choices every minute every hour man is making choices choices by things we do choices by things we say Choices by our attitude and characters. Relationship with people. People we meet on the way. That's why the Bible says, be careful in your behavior that you act well. That is, have a right attitude because you don't know when you will entertain angels. 
let me say here that it was the character and the nature of Abraham to show love, to respect people and honor people when he saw those three men coming without knowing who they are. He noticed they've been tired, they've been on a long journey and he welcomed them in. Say, let me wash your feet. Let me take, you are tired, you're on a long journey. Can you sit down and rest for a while, ladies and gentlemen? Are you with me here in the house? Sit down for a while, let me take care of your feet. And they sat down. Abraham doesn't know them, but that is his attitude to show care to the suffering people. And in the process, he says, Sarah, my wife, quickly down to the backyard, get them some food, let them eat. Abraham didn't say their legs are dirty, I can't wash it. Their legs are dirty, don't mess up my rug. Their legs are dirty, don't stain my house. And then they wash their feet, get their food to eat. It is the process of eating that they said. So we hide from Abraham and Sarah this which we plan to do. Abraham, where is your wife? By this time next year, she will conceive and have a child. Greatness is a product of your attitude. Let me repeat again. Your choices are not made by writing them on the billboard, on a paper, and say, I choose A, I choose B. It's not jam, it's not wayek. The choices you make in terms of scriptures has to do with your lifestyle. Your life, when the Bible says that, you shall hear a voice say behind you, this is the way, walk ye in it. You may not hear audible voice, but that voice or that pattern of life you have chosen as a character, as an attitude, we manifest. So your choices are made within. Mm. Choose life that you may live. Choose the right route. Choose the lifestyle that leads to greatness, that leads to success in life, that leads to favor, that leads to breakthrough. There are paths in life. That's why I said in Proverbs 23, verse 7, popular scripture, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Attitude. As he thinketh, your cognitive mind, your cognitive level of understanding, your cognitive capacity. How you process information, how you judge things that happen around you. Your response to them are part of choices you make. Go ahead. Am I, am I communicating here? Are you following me here? I'll give you an example. For example, trials and challenges are common to man. Disappointment, betrayers are common to man. Misbehaviors are common to man. As common as they are to man, your response to it determines the choice you make. In 1 Peter 4, 1 Peter 4 verse 12, 1 Peter 4 12. Beloved, God help me now. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fairy trials, which is to try you as though some strange things does what happen to you. Think it not as a problem. Don't take it as a problem. Think it not. So it has to do with your thinking. So when challenges come, when trials come, your thinking, the thinking determines your response. You can take what came to you as a reason for you 
not to attempt to go forward or for you to shrink back to withdraw the withdrawal syndrome you can take the child that come your way as a setback you can as well take it as a stepping stone to the next level but if you are born again child of God that has the spirit of the New Testament believer you will take any trial that comes your way as a stepping stone for you to go forward. For there is no trial, no temptation that will overcome you that is not common to man. But with such a challenge, he has made a way of escape. There is always a way of escape. But your response must show that you are a child of God. You can choose to be bitter. You can choose to be angry. Another way you can choose to turn hate to love. Turn bitterness to joy. Turn bitterness to gladness. It's a choice you have to make. And these choices are made as a result of your imbued capacity to understand life as a child of God and to run the race of life as a child of God without pain or bitterness. Is something you form within you in a process of time. Because whether you like it or not, believer or unbeliever, either in VABC or anywhere, you will face challenges. You can come to church. One usher will just mess you up. You say, I won't come to that church again. Go to another church. Not only usher will mess you up, pastor will join it to slap you. Praise the Lord. Lord, we have your way. Things that happen may make you to murmur. Philippians 2 verse 14. Murmuring is an attitude. Grumbling is an attitude. Nagging is an attitude. Frowning is an attitude. Sometimes those who frown don't even know they are frowning. They are frowning and they're expecting people to laugh with them. It doesn't work like that now. Have you seen them before? Somebody's face look like uh, like what? Like darkness. And the same person come and say, "Why are you not laughing?" So when the Bible says, first of all, remove the the block in your eyes before you see the mood. Somebody, but many people don't understand these things. That deep collects onto the deep. Read that scripture to grab me one to go. Do all things without what? Did he say some things? Did he say some things? Do all things without murmuring. They send you on stupid errand. Do it without murmuring. They send you something. Do it without murmuring. Murmuring is an attitude many have formed. And when you have an attitude of murmuring, People will dislike you, avoid you without telling you. Because they don't want to be hearing murmuring all the time. When I normally make this joke, I said, and I said it in Lagos two days ago, I said, look, if you are black, you are that complexion, please don't be frowning, always be smiling. Because if there is no light and you are that complexion, we are not smiling. They may put load there thinking no human being is there. 
smile. Smiling, cheerfulness is an attitude that attracts a similar thing to you. Happiness is an attitude. It's a choice. It's not because you don't have problem, but you chose to be happy with life. You chose to believe God. It's an attitude. It's not that you are not having issues. You chose to believe God. Why you cast down all my soul? Rejoice. Rise up within me for I will yet praise the Lord. Why are you cast down? It's a choice. So sometimes to have the right attitude, ask yourself questions internally. Why do people always complain about me? Why did this one say this aspect of me? Why do, why do they keep saying this? Ask yourself, discuss with yourself. Because you can blame everybody for your poverty, blame everybody for your failure, but you have not been able to check why are people not helping you? Why is your life not attracting helpers of destiny? Why are you not attracting people that will favor you and show you mercy? We're talking about pillars of greatness. To me, the basic line, if you will succeed in life, is have the right attitude. Attitude that when you have wealth, you will not become proud. That when God bless you, you will not become arrogant. You will not stop being an usher. You will not stop being in the prayer band. You will not stop sweeping the church. You will not stop sweeping the an attitude of humility will always attract greatness. Hallelujah, somebody in the house. In 1 Samuel 2.30, 1 Samuel 2.30, I have seen the mountains move. I have seen situation change. I have seen the river dry. There is power in the word of the Lord. There is power in the word of the Lord. There is power in the word of the Lord. There is power in the word of the Lord. There is power in the word of the Lord. For Samuel 2 30. Wherefore the Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed that thy house and thy house of thy father should walk before me forever. Are we there? Read the next thing together, one go. But now the Lord said, Be it far from me, for them that honor me I will honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. What is God saying here? The attitude you bring to me is what I reciprocate. They that honor me, I will honor. You come to church late every Sunday and you expect God to answer you when you cry immediately. When he say give, it shall be given unto you. You are stingy to your bone marrow and you expect me to give unto you. Attitude. You expect the whole world to work for you. Attitude. 
That church, they don't show love. They don't do anything. Attitude. Nobody cares for anybody. Attitude. Nobody visit me. Attitude. Meanwhile, you... Let me speak American English. Meanwhile, you ain't visit nobody. <laughs> Deborah's death is Deborah right? That's her testimony. Deborah problem, attitude. And when she realized, she spoke to herself. The Bible says concerning David, he said when he came to Ziklag, Ziklag was burned down. His wife and children taken captives. They cried and cried and cried. My friend, after crying for a while, nobody told you sorry. Can't you tell yourself sorry? And stop crying. David cried and cried. If I say, wait a minute, David stopped crying. If I say, he encouraged himself. What does it mean? He changed his pattern. He changed his method. He looked at it. What attitude am I manifesting? Will this attitude bring me greatness? Will it bring what I'm looking for back? He said, no, it won't bring it. What is the right attitude to bring me what I'm looking for? He said, he encouraged himself in the Lord. He changed his face. He said, God. So what did he do? He turned to God. Why you cast down, oh my soul? Rise up, I will help. He turned to God. God, shall I pursue? Will I overtake? Will I recover? God said, yes. Change your pattern. Change your thinking method. And you find that everything around you will change. She was failing. And she thought nobody loved her. Meanwhile, she's one of those beautiful girls I love in the church. Each time I say in the equipment, I say, I love this girl. Each time I say, I love this girl. I check her post. I say, this is beautiful. And she stopped posting. I say, uh -huh. so who's of her? Praise the Lord, somebody in the house. Are you following me? Sometimes when you are saying nobody loves you, nobody loves you. That is when people are dying to show you love. But your face scares them. Because once you say nobody loves me, you will have an attitude of nobody loves me. So, and that attitude will scare people. When they are coming, they will say, no, this girl doesn't smile. She doesn't, she doesn't, let me go back. So you find that by that attitude, and once you have an attitude, the spirit of that attitude will surround you. If you have bitterness, you have angels of bitterness, and there are plenty. You're always angry. You have angels of anger. Not in Jamaica will be small compared to them because these are angels of hatred and anger, angels of evil. They follow you, they control your mind, they control your behavior. And you will blame people and you won't look inside to know that something is wrong with you. Is somebody hearing me here? And David said, encouraged himself in the Lord. He said, and he, when he says, he got up, he cheered up. He said, let us go, men. We can overcome. We can overtake. We can destroy them. We can get it back. And with that attitude, they pursued. And ladies and gentlemen, God honors men of faith. Hear me. Your faith is dependent upon the attitude formed within you. You can't believe God until you believe yourself and what you have read. To believe scriptures, to believe God is an attitude. To believe in prophecies is an attitude. The same word you heard, you say, uh-huh, uh-huh. They've said it before, they said it before. Attitude. That's why nothing is working for you. I don't like your faces now. Can you celebrate Jesus? 
Praise God, somebody in the house. Praise God, somebody. You know, in Matthew 7, 12, he said, do unto others as you want them to do unto you. You, you can't want prosperity and you are hindering others from prospering. You can't want prosperity and you condemn prosperity. You can't want success and it's as if you are successful, you have the cockroach tummy. Something bought within you. Say, I wish I am the one. Don't wish you are the one. Celebrate the person. And then that will create celebration in you to pursue your dream. It is a spiritual principle. You can't get what you condemn. You can't get what you speak against. Whatever you speak against will run from you. That's why you must know your companions, know your company you keep, know your fellowship circle, know your friends, know their language, mind your language, because the power of life and death is in the tongue. It's in your tongue. For a man's belly shall be satisfied with what? With the fruit of what? His lips. Matthew 11, thou shalt say to this mountain, if until you believe it, have an attitude of speaking right word, positive word. Thou shalt say to this mountain, be thou moved and cast into the sea. It will go. Somebody shout a big hallelujah. Am I blessing you here? Let me give you an example. Let me talk about that for a man called Saul. 1 Samuel chapter 9. And we'll pray from here. For somewhere nine. For somewhere chapter nine. For somewhere nine. We read from verse um, one. Are we there? Now, there was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel. Let's jump to verse 2. A mighty man. And he had a son whose name was what? A choice young man. Look at the characteristics of Saul. A choice young man and a goodly and, and goodly. Some Bible English is wonderful. If you write it in Wayek, I don't know what you score. I just don't know. Let me know predict but I can prophesy you will get nine. That's a prophecy I'm, I just gave you. <laughs> I can prophesy you will get nine. If you're right, it's a goodly. It's goodly. And put a semicolon in the front. Goodly. It's a choice young man and a goodly. And a goodly. Write it in your white English. I prophesy you will get nine. And there was not among the children of Israel a goodly. Uh, don't write it. <laughs> <laughs> don't, just, don't just go there to him why say he's a good man they will tell you that is Yoruba translated <laughs> good good year good year <laughs> children of Israel a good person than he from his shoulders and upward he was higher than any of the people. The next verse. 
And the asses of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to Saul, his son, Take now one of the servants with thee, and arise, go seek the asses. And he passed through Mount Ephraim, and passed through the land of Shalisha, but they found them not. Then they passed through the, and the Shalim, and they were not. And they passed through the land of the Benjamites, but they found them not. Look at the cities they were passing. And when they were come to the land of Zuf, Saul said to his servant, that was with him, come and let us return, lest my father leave caring for the asses and take thought for us. And he said unto him, Behold now, there is in this city a man of God, and he is an honorable man. All that he saith cometh surely to pass. Now let us go tighter. Peradventure he can show us our way that we should go. Then said Saul to his servant, But behold, if we go, what shall we bring the man? For the bread is spent in our vessels, and there is not a present to bring to the man of God. What do we have? And the servant answered and said, again, and said, Behold, I have here with me a, fort, a quarter of a shekel of silver that we will give to the man of God to tell us our way. Let me end there. Look up, church. If I may tell you, I'm preaching on attitude of service. It will help you to get what I'm talking about. Attitude of service. Now, first of all, Saul, some theologians have said Saul was the firstborn of Kish. And then the father's asses were lost, were missing. Whether Saul is the firstborn or the lastborn, that may not be important. But that the father can look up among all the children the man has and he said Saul should come and go and look for the asses that are missing. If you look at how Saul was described, one would have expected Saul to be an arrogant, proud person who may not be submissive or be willing to take instruction by his description of character from verse 1 and 2. Well-built, handsome, good-mannered, goodlier to look. From shoulder, one may also say, Saul perhaps may be a ladies' man who will go about, is it sunken or sinking trouser? Eh? Sagging trouser and then playing around. But Saul, perhaps from a very young age, has formed an attitude of service. That when there is something that is important to be done, they will say, Look for Saul. You can be sure Saul will get it done without mistake. Saul will not return back until he gets what you sent him to go and do. Service. Now, service is not something you are born with. Service is something you learn. Let me put it this way. Attitude, you are not born with it. You learn it. Either from your parents, from your neighbors, from your society, from those you relate with. Gossip is learned. Nagging is learned. 
Backbiting is lent. Murmuring is lent. Grow up in a polygamous home, you may learn some bad character that if you're not careful may damage your marriage. Except you change it in a process of learning. If you come from a home where mothers beat their husband or they see it as a fashion to abuse their husband, you may grow up to do the same thing. If you grow up in a home where fathers beat their wives, you may grow up to do the same thing. You were not born with it, you learned it. That's why attitude can be learned and unlearned. But it takes humility to unlearn. So the father's assets were missing. And of everybody to send, whether it's the firstborn or latter, not issue, they say Saul. And Saul has a servant. Take your servant and go. Looking at the character and the life of Saul, Saul was a very friendly person. Oh boy, I love this. Come on, who is coming? Daughter, a lawyer, whoever are coming. Friendly person. Should I be your master, your servant, right? Is that okay? Good. This is my servant, but look at the relationship. Saul has it. The servant followed him. Saul is the boss. And they went to different cities and places. They can't find it. Saul turned to the servant. Normal discussion. If you be great in life, learn to relate with the less before you become great. Because if you become great and you don't have attitude of relationship, you will come down. He said, look, let's go down back home. Let our father begin to look for us and then forget about this and care for us. And the young man said, sir, are, are you seeing a discussion? Are you with me here? Saul, Saul is not like Nabal. You know Nabal? Abigail's husband that David sent for help. He didn't give David Nabal's servants could not talk to Nabal. They went to Nabal's wife, Abigail, who has a relationship. She's relational. She's rich and wealthy, but approachable. You can talk to her. She's not high-minded. She's not tiptoeing and walking on everybody, looking down on everyone. He said, look, Abigail, look, all of us will soon die, you. He said, why? David sent to our master. We can't talk to him. Abigail, go and talk to him. Do you know even Abigail could not talk to the man? Instead, she carried load and went after David. He said, you know him. He's a fool. So who is a fool there? Arrogant person. Unapproachable person. Too high-minded too blessed to relate too rich to have friends I don't like your faces now can you celebrate Jesus please but now the father said to Saul say sir look at it he said let us go let us go we can't find it he says sir I'm aware there is a prophet here let us go to him I know his words does not fall to the ground if we talk to him, he will show us the way to go. Saul didn't say shut up. 
He didn't say, who are you to tell me what to do? He didn't say, ah, ah, ordinary servant like you to talk to me. Before they go to that day, Saul has a relationship with the servants. So Saul was living like Jesus, who you can't tell who is a disciple or who is an apostle or who is Jesus. That was why when they came to arrest him, he took a kiss from Judas to say this is Jesus. He said, eh, eh. but look at Saul. Look at Saul. He said, ah, if we go by my understanding as a Christian, I don't want to go to a prophet of God empty hand. What shall we give him? Ash. We have spent all, nothing in my pocket. The servant says, sir, I have some change. He didn't say, I will borrow you, but I know Saul paid him back. That's why I tell people that if you put money in front, first you lose me. If you have appetite for money, first you lose me. I will draw a line. You will get the money, but you have lost a person, you have lost a friend. And that is my life. Anybody. He said, I have a quarter here. I will give it to the man. Why did he say so, sir? If I give you to give him, if he knows your status, he will feel insulted. Let me give him as your servant. At my level, a quarter is enough for a prophet offering. You can tell the man of God, sir, I have nothing to work my servant. Let me give you something. Are you getting me? And now they go there because someone say, follow me. Today you will eat me. What am I talking about? Ladies and gentlemen, if Saul was not a man who understands service and who also has relationship, he will never meet Samuel. If he didn't meet Samuel, he will not be anointed the king of Israel. So you find that greatness is on the journey of having a right attitude to life. And in the process of that journey, you meet greatness. He says, stay with me. You find that Saul didn't argue. Why will I stay with you? My father said to another. The same Saul that said, my father will forget about the ass and be worried about us. When the prophet told him, you will spend the night with me and tomorrow I will tell you about your journey and you will go back. He didn't tell the prophet, my father will be worried. Because he knew I met a prophet. The heart of service. It was service that took him away from this house to the journey. It was service that took Joseph, Genesis 37, from verse 11. Joseph knew his brothers hated him. When he come to attitude, turn hatred to love. Pay hatred with love. Pay anger with smile. Pay whatever with joy. It's a choice you have to make in life. Joseph, your brothers are take verse 11 says, and read verse 11. Can we please stand? Read verse 11. I have seen the mountains move. I have I seen, seen the river. I have I seen, seen the river gets dry. There is power in the word of the Lord. There 
There is power in the word of the Lord. There is power in the word of the Lord. There is power in the word of the Lord. There is power in the word of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Now look at it. Read together want to, want to go. And his brethren envied him. But his father observed his saying. Verse 12. Verse 12. And his brethren went to feed their father's flock in Shechem. Uh -huh. And Israel said to Joseph, Come, and I will send thee unto them. And he said unto him, Here I am. And he said unto him, Go, I pray thee. See whether I be well with thy brethren, and well with the flocks, and bring me word again. So he sent him out of. Now look at it. Does Joseph know his brothers don't like him? Does he know? Why did he agree to go and check their welfare? Don't pay hatred for hatred. And he went. And he went with food. They should be hungry. Service. And on his way, he met a man. Do you see my brethren? When Joseph got to the place the father said to him, and he didn't meet them, he would have turned back. And the father will say, my son, you tried. Am I communicating here? But not, 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 not Joseph. It appears to me that men that, that become great in life don't turn back when they begin a journey. Saul didn't turn back. Joseph didn't turn back. They were determined. The errand I am sent, I must deliver it. They are not men of excuses. They are not men that blame circumstances. They are not men that blame the road and blame anything. I somebody sent me a message of a, a man going to a wedding to do engagement. I hope it's not your village. Going for introduction to see the village where his wife comes from. And the road was so bad, he removed trousers, removed shirt to push moto inside the mud. The man says, not going again. He won't marry because the road is bad. Joseph will have turned back. But no, greatness is calling. Greatness is a spirit. Somebody said, somebody said, oftentimes success is dressed in a work garment. Success doesn't come like success. It comes on a rough pattern. Greatness doesn't come like greatness. It comes rough. It comes to make us if you're a slave. It comes to make us, everybody's using you. Joseph would have said, Daddy, Daddy, I only send me to go and give them. You know, they hate me. They don't like me. Why would I go and give them? Or he carried the food, get to the road, he threw it away. Are you with me? And with Thomas said, Daddy, I was going, I hit a stone, and the food fall, it scatter. Am I communicating here? But attitude of not rewarding evil for evil. Attitude that something you say, something is calling me, something is beckoning me. Service. You can't pretend to be a hard worker when there is work. When people have been watching you, that you are lazy. Say that. Does it make any sense? Please have your seat. Let me. Are you happy with me? 
Can you celebrate Jesus? Let me give you another example. Somebody say service. Say service. Say have an attitude of service. I know of a man that was cleaning church toilet with his wife. Papa, your church have told us this testimony some years back. Lawyer, you can remember. With his wife. They chose to wash toilets. That the toilet of the church must not be dirty. And they're washing it, washing it, washing it. From there began a business. Is it toilet business? Started toilet business. And that's how it became a multi-millionaire from washing toilet. People rich, even when they became multi-millionaire, they were still washing toilet. People that they can employ. We finish using toilet and tell them, please clean it well. And they will clean it well. Now look at the life of a man called David, and I will close here. They are the same line. In 1 Samuel 16, we see from verse 1, we see Prophet Samuel coming to the house of a man called, uh, what's David's father's name? Jesse. He said, I've come to choose a king among your children, and not the ones at home raising shoulder, and blah, blah, blah. We are the ones, we are the ones. He said, no. He said, God does not see like man sees. God sees the heart, attitude. God sees your thinking pattern. What has your mind been processing? What does your spirit tend to lean towards? Does it lean towards service or you are looking for comfort? Have you not seen people who won lottery and after three years they become broke? In fact, they are not just broke, they become broken. They become poorer than what they were before. I normally say when I'm talking to pastors, I say, if some years ago, somebody gave me 15 million naira, maybe I would backslide. I mean, I'm in the early 90s. Or you gave me 10 million when I don't have any project that needs 10 million. Maybe I will misbehave. But today, if you give me 50 million, I won't shake. Because I grew in the process of time. What you didn't grow into may destroy you. Don't wish to be a millionaire when you have not been able to manage 10,000 naira successfully without misbehaving. You haven't only 20,000. You didn't even pay the tithe. You, you say tithe is Old Testament. What testament are you? You start bringing ominous of scriptures to, to, to defend and to, to establish your disobedience. And of a pastor, I, I, I was among those people that some years ago I had to tell them, I said, look, they should stop Rehan Bonke from coming to Nigeria for crusade. I went, I wrote to, and I told to PFN. And what's my reason? I said, because many pastors are learning how to steal with money that comes from those people, say, crusade. They put different committee, and then you start. When they came to Abekta, I know what people did. I was in charge of media, and I told the media team, I said, look, if you drink Coke in any meeting, it's my money. Other departments were killing goat during meeting. Killing goat and pepper soup during meeting. Why wouldn't they do so? It's not their money. 
until you know the cost of money, you can't manage it well. First of all, learn the cost of money. And one man said, if this crusade finishes, he didn't buy a car. God has not called him. And he bought a car, but I'm finished the crusade. But his ministry closed down. Attitude. Have a right attitude to wealth. Have a right attitude to success. It's not to show off, it's to glorify God. Benny Hinn was coming here some years ago. And then they were planning. I don't get involved with those deliberately because they'll be fighting for manners of things. And one bishop called me. You remember Mr. Chudume? Call me. It's apostle. Money has come. Breakthrough. I said, from where? He said, Benny Hinn is coming to Nigeria. And we have decided to put you as chairman of transport committee to handle Ogun State and some parts of Nigeria for the crusade. So there is money. He said, and on Sunday, we are meeting in Sheraton Hotel. We'll eat turkey. We'll eat chicken. Yeah. Now, Sheraton Hotel, I take my family there whenever I want to. But the way he said it shows something is wrong. I left and went to, I said, my dear, look at what this man called me and said. Oh. He said, what will you reply? I said, I will reply him. He said, take it easy. So I gave time so that I won't reply at the temple because I will have told him something is wrong with him. And I, I said, Bishop, thank you very much for that offer. I said, but please, I can't manage such money. So let me not be made the chairman of that committee. I don't want it. I said, no, 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 please. Give it to somebody else. And through the crusade, I didn't stay around. I, tried, I was in Kano preaching for, I think, Bishop Bulu Martins also. I left. I didn't attend the crusade. You know what happened? Had they messed up permanent something? Why? Attitude. After they went to preach in Baltimore, and Benny Hinn, the Robert was preaching, and insulted Nigeria, I replied. Because all Nigerian pastors are not thieves. All of us. But what I'm talking about is this. You must grow to it. Don't jump into wealth, or else you will jump back. And what takes you there is service. If you are faithful in little, more shall be committed to your hand. So, in 1 Samuel 16, and verse, sorry, verse 11 downwards, after the men came up and raised shoulder, David's prophet said, are these all your children? He said, because looking at all these people with their shoulder and height and raising neck, none of them is chosen, you know. He said, the attitude is bad. Looking at their spirit, they will mess up. And you see an example of them messing up when they went to war with, uh, with who? With Saul. Saul rejected by God. And three of uh, Jesse's children were there. So three rejected generals and rejected king went to battle. Why would Goliath not mess them up? At this point, you see the remaining one. Give me that scripture on the screen. Where are those who are there? He said, we shall not see that until they come. Where did they find David? Where did they find him? Service. He was busy taking care of the animals. He says in the bush, taking care of the animals. Service. Now, see, 
Oh boy, I can't explain it. Greatness is waiting for you on the road of service. If you pray without service, you won't even get it. You can cram all the scriptures without service. Job 36, verse 11 and 12. If they obey and serve him. Deuteronomy chapter 30, I read for you. Service. I said, you should give me first Samuel. He said, give, I'll give him Job 36. Is there no Samuel in your Bible? Hallelujah, somebody in the house. And when Saul began to practice madness, in 1 Samuel 16, in verse 13 or so, they said, who, now nah, that's why I want to end it here. Give me 1 Samuel 16 from verse 13. Rise up on your feet. I have seen the mountains move. I have, I have seen, seen situations change. I have seen the river get dry. There is power in the word of the Lord. There is power in the word of the Lord. There is power in the word of the Lord. There is power in the word. Samuel took the Bible. Give me verse um, 14 or 15. Verse 14 or 15. Okay. Now look at verse 14. Shall we read together, please, one go. But the spirits of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. Verse 15. And Saul's servant said unto him, Behold, now an evil spirit from the Lord troubled thee. Verse 16. Let our Lord now command thy servants which are before thee to seek out a man who is cunning player on harp and it shall be what when the evil spirit verse 17 provide me now a man that can play well and bring him to me verse 18 Behold, I have seen a son. Hold on. I have what? I have what? Can you say it louder? I have what? Now, did David know that somebody was looking at him? Did he know? Did he know that Saul needed somebody to come to the palace? Ladies and gentlemen, your journey to the palace is in service. If anybody will recommend you for anything good, he will have been seeing you doing something consistently. And it was recommended. That was David's first time of entering the palace. And from there, he began to learn the rudiments of leadership. I have seen. What do people see you doing consistently? What do people see you doing all the time? Greatness is achievable. Somebody said the difference between the great and the poor that the great do one thing consistently until they master it. 
I have seen a son. You see, he said, I have seen a son. There are many sons of Jesse, but I have seen one which is unique. And they went and got David to the palace. Service. Attitude of service. Like I always tell people, uh, let me mind, don't mind this language, but let me speak like a military men speak, say, unscrupulous civilians. I've seen people say, church is using me. They're using me. Church is using me. They use, they're in choir. They're using me in the choir. Using me as usher. Using me in transport. Use, Use you or we are training you. You are the one using us. You are the one using me. I buy keyboard. You use and perfect yourself. I bought drum. Use it to perfect yourself. I buy microphone. Use it to train your voice. You will tell them adjust the my adjust the the mixer to get my voice. You are doing using me. I expose you to crowd. Now you can sing anywhere in the crowd without being afraid. Who is using who? Change your language. That's how many people are losing. This has to come and drive bus every morning, six o'clock, where you got that sleeping. I'm training you to form a, a transport company in future. To be a manager of business. I'm training you. You are in welfare, serving. You say they, you say you put us in welfare, blah blah blah. They, they are using you. I had to tell one woman who was talking one day, mouth. He said, he said the way they are using us in there. I said, look, even if I use you do ritual, money no go come out. What's your problem? So, <laughs> so my first, if they use you do ritual, money won't come out too. Nothing will come out. Shishi. <laughs> so, 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 and to complain they are using me in church is an attitude which robs you of service. You are a greeter, they say, be smiling. You say, Why will I be smiling at the grace? Wait until you go to an interview, you find that all they needed is somebody who can smile. Which you have learned in the church to smile. Even when they say, Are you mad? They say, <laughs> oh, they are looking for someone who can smile. And they say, You, are, you got the job. And you have to say, They are using us. I won't go to work today. I won't go to prayer band. They are teaching you. You are teaching you to rule nations in prayers. How you can rule your company, rule your organization in prayers. Say, Why would I be praying? Others are sleeping. <laughs> When you are being trained for the future, service. Service. I don't like your faces now. Service. Did I bless you today? Can you celebrate Jesus? I have seen the mountains move. The mountains move. I have seen situations change. I have seen the river get. There is power in the word of the Lord. There is power in the word of the Lord. There is power in the word of the Lord. There is power.
today are you blessed today what prayer do you want to pray you know some messages come they carry prayer and everything together lift up your hands and give him praise say Lord thank you for making me hear this today I will change give me the right attitude One secret of great men is the ability to change, to retrace their step. Your business, your career, your marriage, anything you are doing can change if you can change from that thing not giving you the right result. That approach is not working. Why not change it and learn to smile and be happy? pray for somebody. Lift up your hands to heaven and I want to pray. Lift up those hands to heaven. Precious Father, we give you thanks and praise. Thank you for every man, every woman, every boy, every girl at the sound of my voice. Thank you because we know the devil does not have the power 
our characters and attitudes sometimes give him the power to misbehave around us. Today we have come to realization that we can change. We have seen mountains move. We have seen situations change. We have seen you dry up rivers for the children of Israel to walk through. Lord, today I pray for every man, every woman, every boy, every girl at the sound of my voice. That greatness your heart yearns for. Receive the right attitude for it. Your beginning may be small, says the scriptures, and I believe it. Because men that become great often begin small. And they begin small with a right attitude. I pray God with God give us the right attitude to accept our present realities. To accept where we are. And to trust you for where we are going to. In the name of Jesus. We will not remove our eyes from our future. Lord, we will serve you. We will obey you. In the name of Jesus. Give us grace to stand. That we can say like Apostle Paul. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And Lord, one thing we promise you ever. We will give you all the glory. Thank you for everybody, real man. Thank you for this week. Thank you for convention 2023. Starting from Sunday. Great things you will do. There will be open heaven. Good weather. Johnny mercies. It will be heaven on earth. People will have physical encounter with angels. They will have physical encounter with the Holy Ghost. People will meet you face to face. There will be healing. There will be deliverance. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Can you please celebrate Jesus? Please celebrate Jesus. Give him praise. Celebrate Jesus. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Hope you were blessed by that inspiring message from our lead pastor. And we pray it bears fruits in your life. For more transforming messages, do subscribe to our YouTube channel at Victory Life Bible Church or keep yourself updated via our website at www.victorylifebiblechurch.org. You could also follow us on our social media platforms on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at VLBCINT. God bless you.